Hi there, I'm doing a free live masterclass on October 19th called The Three Simple Airtable Systems You Need to 3X Your Group Offer Sales and Triple Your Testimonials. You can sign up for free at systemsoverstress.co slash live or by clicking the link in the show notes. In this free masterclass, I am so excited. We're gonna be covering exactly what you need to set up inside of Airtable before your next launch so you're prepared for that inevitable client influx that isn't gonna sacrifice your student experience or burn your team out. We're also gonna share how Airtable can help you and your team do your jobs faster and more efficiently by creating one-click workflows, student progress dashboards that eliminate any manual data entry task and more, so there's no need to increase your admin hours as your program grows. We're also gonna be covering the automations you need to not only streamline the operations of your group program, but to improve your overall student experience, get your clients better results faster, increase your student renewal rate, make your marketing easier than ever, and so much more. And you know what this means? At the end of the masterclass, you'll be invited to join Systems Over Stress, my group program that helps you automate the onboarding, offboarding, and re-sign process of your signature group program in under 30 days. This is the only time the doors to the group program are gonna be open this year. So if work with Ashley has been on your vision board, now is the time to mark your calendar. I'm sharing everything, so go ahead and sign up now at systemsoverstress.co slash live or by clicking the link in the show notes. It became really clear to me that I had to shore up my onboarding experience a lot. What I thought was obvious is not obvious. Getting much, much more granular with that onboarding process and being able to say with confidence, with 100% confidence in your sales copy and in terms of your delivery, like you will walk away with this promise fulfilled if you complete these lessons in this order. Welcome to Systems Famous, the podcast where we're revolutionizing the coaching industry by putting client results first. I'm Ashley Pendergraft, a systems and automation expert with over five years of experience in the coaching industry. Let's get into the show. All right, Nick Wolney, welcome to the Systems Famous podcast. We're Thanks for so having excited me. to have you. I can't wait to get into all this. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your offer and who you help get results? Yeah. So I'm Nick. By day, I'm an editor at CNET after six years of being self-employed as a marketing consultant, focusing mostly on digital marketing and copywriting. I went in the opposite direction of most of this online entrepreneur culture. I got a great offer for a full-time corporate job. And a condition of taking that job was that I could continue to build my consulting business. And so I'm doing both. And I've been doing both for about the last 18 months. What that required is taking a lot of my one-to-one -one consulting, a lot of the really hands-off on stuff I was doing, a lot of ghostwriting that I was doing, and pivot into a much more leveraged, automated offer that just didn't require so much of my time. My company's core offer, it's called Camp Wordsmith. It's the best goddamn content marketing strategy program in the world. It really is. And it is camp themed. A little bit about me is my background is I was a classical musician. So I'm a classically trained French hornist. And I don't use that anymore, but I just loved all those years going to band camp, going to arts camp. Did you ever go to camp, Ashley? Not well, you got married to the camp. Not only did I go to camp, <laughs> I ran a digital detox summer camp for adults <gasps> before this business. That's and right. I got married at a summer camp. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put your, we'll put Nick's website in the show notes, but yeah, it's beautiful summer camp themed branding. It's amazing. So yes, I, and, I love camp. And my, my expertise and my business model does not use much social media. 
right? I lean much more into search, into SEO. If you want to build a business without much social media, I'm your guy. I can help you get there. But it's going to require a different skill set. And it's also going to require creating content that is a little more rigorous, that is a little more focused. When you're in that kind of quiet, focused environment, you can do really awesome stuff. Like you, you actually are much more productive than you think you are. It's just about kind of keeping those distractions at bay, much like a digital detox, right? Mm -hmm. Just getting refocused on things. I think that's one of the biggest keys with writing. People struggle so much with content writing, but when you know what you're going to say and how you're going to say it, like it just flies right out, right? So we just want to do that more often. So that's kind of the inspo behind it. I also just wanted to do something really branded. I'd kind of done the Nick Walney consultant for like years. And I was just kind of ready to do something cool and branded and something that's not all about me. So yeah, it's content marketing strategy program. It focuses specifically on writing, hence the name Camp Wordsmith. It has three components. It has an editorial database swipe file built in Airtable. It has a custom built portal and it has a monthly clients only newsletter. And so that's what it is. Yeah, I remember when, when we first met and we talked about Airtable, you weren't totally ready or sold on it necessarily, but you're like in due time. And that in due time was when you're like, I just got a job and now everything has to be automated. And that was the turning point. So it was like, even, even if it's not like a new job that's coming up, like those, it's so helpful to just automate it because you never know when those things are going to, going to pop up. Yeah. Yeah. We, we met at Rachel Rogers event the most in Los Angeles, California, the best city in the world. Yeah. And you showed it to me. We have that great photo that we like staged of like, you're at the laptop, we were at sitting at the table and you're at the laptop and like, I'm being campy as hell with like my hands over my mouth kind of thing. And I was like, this is so amazing. I just don't know that I need this level of leverage. Like I'm not doing this like multi six or seven figure business. Like I don't have like a staff of people going in and out of a database. I don't know if this is right for me. I'm fine with my, my little Google spreadsheets and my little Asana boards and all this stuff. And over time, what I discovered, particularly in that corporate job is, oh my God, what I thought was automation is nowhere near the amount of automation like I actually need. So it was yeah. kind of this forcing mechanism. I think two things happened. One was the job was created. It created a forcing mechanism where I just couldn't fuck around anymore. I just it had to be hyper, hyper efficient because I would have, I can't get back to your Vox until tomorrow. You said, yeah, you sent it at 9 a.m. I, I have 11 meetings today. Like I can't, you know what I mean? It was stuff like that. And then just taking a really good look at my offer, I think that's what also scared me initially about Airtable is that in order to document that and create that database and that inventory, you've got to know what steps you're giving people and in what order and what IP has been created and in what order. And I was like, well, you know what I offer, it depends on who you talk to. That was also a forcing mechanism in terms of really distilling everything down, not necessarily into one offer. I still have, I've got a couple of different offers. Camp Wordsmith certainly the flagship. But just getting very granular and very clear and operational about what that offer is and what it consists of. So it was great for that. Yeah, because you have volume. You have hundreds of lessons inside of Camp Wordsmith. Is that? Yep. yep. And they're now all documented in one spot in Airtable. And you also have 3,500 students of varying payment tiers inside of Camp Wordsmith. So before you had the systems that, Nick was a part of Systems Over Stress, my group program. Before you dove into that, how were you managing both 3,500 clients 
and like all of those lessons and the the effort and the organization it takes to get all those out into your into the platform. Yeah. Well, the short answer is I wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, go try it out. And to be clear, like my program does not require the consumption of 300 lessons in order to deliver my program promise. I created a portal a couple of years ago because I had the I had different sets of IP, right? I had a course on email, I had a course on pitching media, I had a course on copywriting, things like that. And I just wanted to kind of live all in one place and be able to offer one overarching offer that involved the, the putting those in sequence. So depending on how people come in, my build is it's a custom site that's built on wishlist member through WordPress. So I can I can sell anything a la carte in it if I want to. People would come in, they would consume these lessons or consume those lessons. But since it was this custom build, I didn't have great things like lesson tracking or engagement tracking. And particularly at the end of 2022, I explored creating a free tier called Welcome Tier. And I put my whole list into the Welcome Tier. I was like, check out this cool shit that I've built, right? I have the best illustrations. I have the best, right? I mean, back me up here. Like the branding no, is- We only work with the best. Like you have the right. best, you have the best everything. Pro tip, if you want to, if you want stuff to look really good, even if it's held together with duct tape on the back end at first, just go get some custom illustrations yeah. done. Like it's like, it's totally amazing. So anyway, so it's got this great aesthetic and all that stuff. And I wanted to show that off, Ashley. It's like, I'd made that investment. Even one of the concepts from the event that we attended, it was like, really use all of your resources, use all of the resources that you have available to you. And I was like, well, or use all the assets. This was an asset for sure. It was a big build. It took a long time. And I just wanted to show that off to more people, not just my customers. I built this free tier. I just threw my whole list into the free tier. People were like, cute. But then in terms of our initial work and systems over stress, when I began to get really granular about what are people doing once they're in there? How are they engaging? What are they, what lessons are they completing? What videos are they watching? It just became really, really clear that even that giving people the content is not the solution per mm -hmm. se, right? Because even when they've got the content right in front of them, they're not necessarily taking the actions that they need to take to get those results you promise. How many of the 3,500, how many of those were just folks on your email list that you dropped in? Oh, probably 3,000. So when I did that, I had about 55 in my the Camp Wordsmith All Access Pass, which is that like flagship offer. And then I had another like 500-ish who had purchased a la carte. Without Airtable and the systems that you had, would it just kind of been like based on vibes? Like think of like of the the tracking of seeing like, oh, the people, because now Nick has an incredible Zapier King, like all every every lesson that's completed gets added into this Airtable database and connected to the student, which is custom court portal couldn't do. And a lot of course platforms actually don't have that granular yeah. of data capabilities, but we're able to make that work with Airtable. Yeah. So you were able to see that there, there wouldn't have been another way to see that without, without this build. Right. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, I, I would do things like feedback forms, just, mm -hmm. just stuff that was very manual yeah. and stuff that requires a more active engagement point from the user that you, you can't necessarily get from even your most avid user. Like they're not necessarily going to fill out a survey or, or something like that. So to just really go off of that behavior-based tracking as much as possible, what percentage of the video are they watching? Mm -hmm. Are they pressing the goddamn button that's at the bottom of the, that we literally, in my orientation, I say it at least five times, you've got to press this button. <laughs> so just to get really, really clear with that, 
And I just didn't have, it was ironic. I think a lot of us do this in our businesses. We're saying one thing, but then we look at our own businesses and we're not, we're not doing it as much, right? Yeah. Just talking a lot about, that's why I love email. It just gives you a very clear GPS on what's working and what's not working. It lets you segment, all that stuff. But here I am flying without a GPS in terms of whether or not my, my free tier members were participating. And to be fair, they were MQLs at best, right? They were the marketing qualified leads at best because they were on my email list. Mm-hmm. Certainly not even sales qualified leads, right? Like who's to say that they were? I was just, I didn't ask them to be in there. I just, I just dumped them all in there and told them, go check it out. Even in terms of that um, behavior or that qualification, I, I hadn't done that. Airtable more than any other system, I think I just think the connectability of Airtable to everything and from everything is what makes it such a powerful tool. And it just everything just kind of clicked for me where I was like, oh, wait, I could actually everything there is for me to see and build, I can do with this tool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that. And I also, you made like, you made a, a guess, like you're like, oh, I think like, I'm going to put these people in and I'm going to see how it goes. Yeah. And then the data was able to back up and be like, well, like, they're not rallying. And so you can, there's two ways you can go. It's like, how do I further engage the free tier people? Or do I just like focus on a different route? And you just wouldn't be able to know that without that data, which I right. think is really great. And our biggest thing is like, we love to have centralized data because then any question you have about your group program can be answered because it's all right. all there and able to easily analyze. What are some other things that you've been able to decide or like any data-driven decisions or anything that was surprising to you when, when you had everything centralized in one spot? It became really clear to me that I had to shore up my onboarding experience a lot. What I thought was obvious is <laughs> not obvious. I had a past business coach who had an internal saying in his company and his internal saying, the marketing coach was like, like people are not paying attention. <laughs> it's like people are not paying attention to get very, very clear and granular with the orientation and the onboarding process and having those checks and balances to ensure that people are getting the promise that they signed up for and paid for. And so how my onboarding works is people come in, they're in a new camper orientation and everything else is locked until they complete that, right? We need them to complete those basic lessons. Then after that, what they unlock is they unlock the actual setup of the editorial database. This swipe file, it is an Airtable swipe file with 14 different tables in it. And people can use as many or as few of those as they want. We just give them a copy of the master file, show them how to set that up. And then from there, they go into a core curriculum, which shows them using the concepts of my consultative framework, how to implement those different components of the framework in the respective tables of the database swipe file. So they're not just sitting with an Airtable swipe file that's big and empty and they don't know how to use it. It's literally one lesson to one table and they can use as many or as few of those tables as they want. And then from there, they go off to camp, right? And they can just kind of drive around and check out whichever other courses they want, sign up for customized learning plans and things like that. But that sequence getting much, much more granular with that onboarding process and being able to say with confidence, with hundred percent confidence in your sales copy and in terms of your delivery, like you will walk away with this promise fulfilled if you complete these lessons in this order. Yep. And Tell us, what is your like clear program promise for Camp Wordsmith? Camp Wordsmith is an editorial turnkey database and online learning curriculum for online business owners, service providers, and creators. And 
what you will walk away with is the ability to plan in quarters any components of your marketing strategy that involve writing. So my framework, it's called the 4T framework. It's a map. It is, of course, it's cute and illustrated, <laughs> but it's kind of how my career shook out, Ashley, is that like, I, I just don't adhere to this common thing in our online entrepreneur industry that, that one skill or one thing is going to be what unlocks the, the whole shebang. Yeah. I'm much more into the digital marketer calls it the T-shaped marketer where it's awareness of many different components of marketing and then deep expertise in a couple of those components. I very much ascribe to that. So my areas of expertise certainly are content writing, email writing, copywriting, and media writing. I've never had a publicist and I have tons of media. Media hired me because I had so much media. So I know how to do those things and I know how to do them well. But there will be times where copywriting is more important and then there'll be times where email writing is more important. And then people want to go after those media bylines. And I just, I whisper to them, I'm like, you don't have a website yet. It's just put those things in, in the correct order. In terms of those components, deciding on a quarterly basis, which of those territories you want to focus on for the next quarter and to decide on quarterly projects, those big rocks, whether it's setting up a, a, a cadence where you're going to publish a new blog post every week or a new really nice Instagram post. But even if I don't use much social media, but if you want to use a ton of it, you can totally use it for that. Or maybe another quarter, you want to get all your nurture sequences lined up and you want to figure out your weekly newsletter cadence, all that kind of stuff. I just think it's too hard to do everything all at once. And, but I also think that it's not going to be one skill. It's not like, oh, if you just figure out TikTok ads, you're good. That's the secret. It's just, that's not how business works. It's a lot of different components. And also our markets are really changing quickly. So many of us, and me included, you've been in the program, you've seen how much shit is inside of systems over stress. Like you can do anything in there. What yeah. we don't have right now and what we're working on is actually what you, how you kind of had that Here's the promise. Everything else that you get to play with is gated until you hit the promise, essentially. You're yep. like, master yep. this database and then go explore and play. And for those of us who have, I don't want to say bloated programs, but there's just like a lot in it and there's not this clear steps. I used to gate things and then I had people who were mad at me for gating them. I And I wanted to be liked. So I was like, never mind. Everything's ungated. But that's not going to help them get the results. Like I, not that I know better, but like, I know what's going to get them the results and it's not having everything available at one time and totally overwhelming them. And so I think that you did it right in the way that you're like, I'm not going to get rid of these hundreds of lessons, but I'm going to strategically move them around so that these things are extra. These things aren't. If anybody has a program that feels like too unwieldy, that's the strategy that totally refining the result and being able to kind of reverse engineer the process and then give them the rest once they've really like marked the progress as as complete. Yeah, I think also not projecting what type of client who purchases my offer, not having to be this absolutely exact avatar. Mm. My framework is, I like to say, lightly linear. It, that's why I picked a map as the graphic, it's like, you're going to drive around to these different territories or whatever. And, and I'd have some people who'd be like, Camp Fort Smith is so great. I've, I've gotten more interviews this year than any other year. And then you'd have someone else who would say, Camp Fort Smith is great. I picked my email service provider and I got my landing page set up with my badass lead magnet and I'm getting a 50% opt-in rate. It's just totally different set of results, but appreciative of the other 
of the other components of the program, they themselves are just particularly focused on certain aspects of the framework more than others. And I just think people's businesses are very different. I don't own a brick and mortar business. I have clients who own brick and mortar businesses. And so they're going to take things into consideration that I would not take into consideration, right? And not my framework doesn't perfectly copy over into their business model, owning an equine therapy center outside of Toronto, actual client. You know what I mean? It's just so it's like. If, they if you backtrack those, what's the, they all have, they all get one result and then they go play. Yeah. I think the big result I also that the swipe file is really assisting with is you should be working on your marketing in quarters. Yep. You should pick something that you want to improve or optimize or systematize or develop a consistency around, and then you should go do it. You know, that client, the equine therapy center client, her name's Gail. She was having a lot of requests for horse boarding because she's got this center, right? So she's doing all this copy about healing and trauma healing and things like that. And she's doing corporate retreats and stuff. And then meanwhile, there was this search interest in horse boarding outside Toronto. And I was like, can you just go take care of that, please? Because you're going to like, she's like, yeah, I've got like all this passive income coming in now because when, when someone searches horse boarding near Toronto, I show up and she was like kind of showing up anyway, but it's like, why don't you go take a quarter and like actually dial that in? Because it seems there's a lot of interest there and and it's just easy money. So why don't you go take care of that? Yeah. I think so many entrepreneurs, especially like neurodivergent, I have ADHD and depression and people have this knee jerk reaction to the advice to like have one niche, have one thing. They're like, but I'm multi-passionate and I want to do all these things. And I I think there is a sweet spot of you can be multi-passionate inside of your offer. You can still have one result, but it can be for a bunch of different people. And you can add on to that and explore other different options. But I I do think that the more refined like your results, if you have one result, then you can play with everything else and be multi-passionate kind of every be creative in other other outlets. But having that one result, I think, is what's gonna be the future of like really strong, memorable group programs. Yeah, I think so too. And having it be like a like a through line, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone working towards a common goal, even though their respective businesses or brands are very different. And that's why I say in the lead of my sales page, is I, I name four avatars, service providers, small business owners, creators, and online professionals. I believe working quarterly has big benefits for all four of those groups of people mm-hmm. and the nuts and bolts of bringing each of those different business models to life is going to be different. Right. Like someone who's just trying to get, not even get famous on YouTube, but just get to the point where that's a, a real stream of income. They're going to be focusing on really different things than my client who owns an eco wellness sanctuary in Panama. There's just different, but they can both absolutely benefit from online publishing and doing it on a regular basis. So I think as long as there's a through line, you actually want to, you want to bring in diverse, different people from different backgrounds, different, just different industries, because I think that really helps with the learning as well. Yeah. To have you on a call and then someone else who has a pickleball course, I'm like, we've got, we've got range. What? Wait, who had the pickleball course? Um, his name is Trey. Like I, the, the, the different types of programs. That's why I love the industry. People are pretty bitter right now about like the coaching industry. And like, there's just like a lot yeah. of writers too, because of AI. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like there's Big a time. lot of things that are heavy. And I'm like, it actually feels so exciting to be having these conversations about 
getting our clients results. And when we focus on that, it just, it's like, feels so much more positive and all of the the negative parts about, oh, this person is scamming or, oh, this is unethical. It's like, but we're, if we're focusing on client results, everything else kind of evaporates. But yeah, he has a pickleball yeah. course. Iconic. Oh the the <laughs> first call, the first group call I was on back in January, there was the guy who has the, the group program for foot surgeons. Yep. Remember? Yep. And I was like, I need to shut the fuck up about my, my niche being too small. <laughs> They're there. So I just need to go find them. They are there. I want to revisit when you said, like, I thought I knew about automation, but I really didn't know what was possible or what I could unlock. Tell us about kind of that journey and how you look at automation now. Getting the job and realizing how many things I was still doing manually under the guise of, well, it's my voice or, well, I, I like it to be a certain way. That I think that was just me being belligerent. And a, just a little controlling, right? And also unwilling to develop the type of standard operating procedure that would be necessary for an assistant to come in and take things on. And so I'd previously used Zapier for just basically when I had to glue two apps together and, and they didn't have a direct integration, right? Like I got to get the person from the Zoom webinar into the right active campaign automation. That's what I would be using Zapier for is things like that. Lots of one-step apps. And... I just, as especially when I started Systems Over Stress and then completed the hubs, set up those hubs and those automations, and then took those concepts and started to, to develop my own swipe file for my own program, I was like, wait, there's, there's opportunity to automate a whole bunch of stuff out in this as well. So some of the automations that I do, I have, I have Upwork automations set up. So when I check a box in Airtable, it will automatically send a message to my VA in Upwork. Um, cool. with all of the things in there. And then that's also nice in case my VA ghosts or in case I want to you know, change VAs or something like that. So just setting up those like lines of communication, I have to lean into virtual assistants in order to do what I do. It's just, there just aren't enough hours. Otherwise, getting that stuff really clear. I also think that being in a program that had a heavy focus on Zapier helps to expand my automation vocabulary, mm. right? Things that I did not know were automatable regarding like the parsing of data, for example. Like if a date is not formatted the way I want, <laughs> there you can just reformat it in Zapier automatically. Just stuff like that and learning how to work more effectively with data. I joke that I am allergic to code as are many other people in our space. Yeah. But here we are basically operating tech companies, basically operating media publications. I assert that every online business is a media publication, right? How, how, working for a media publication, I know that there's lots of automation involved and anything that does not have to be done by human, whether it's auto-populating documents that have a lot of initial information in them already. That is how those companies operate. We are operating tech companies. And so it behooves us to develop a vocabulary around how to handle data, how to work with data, how to process it, and perhaps format it differently, and what tools will help us format it differently. And it's fine if you're a a crystals coach or whatever, or, you know, something that's very, very, very not tech, it's fine. You can still, it's a language to be learned if you see yourself being an online business for years to come. Hi there. I'm taking a quick pause on this episode to let you know about a free live masterclass I'm doing on October 19th called the three simple Airtable systems you need to 3X your group offer sales and triple your testimonials. You can sign up for free at systemsoverstress.co slash live or by clicking the link in the show notes. 
In this free masterclass, I am so excited. We're gonna be covering exactly what you need to set up inside of Airtable before your next launch, so you're prepared for that inevitable client influx that isn't gonna sacrifice your student experience or burn your team out. We're also gonna share how Airtable can help you and your team do your jobs faster and more efficiently by creating one-click workflows, student progress dashboards that eliminate any manual data entry task and more. So there's no need to increase your admin hours as your program grows. We're also gonna be covering the automations you need to not only streamline the operations of your group program, but to improve your overall student experience, get your clients better results faster, increase your student renewal rate, make your marketing easier than ever, and so much more. And you know what this means? At the end of the masterclass, you'll be invited to join Systems Over Stress, my group program that helps you automate the onboarding, offboarding, and re-sign process of your signature group program in under 30 days. This is the only time the doors to the group program are gonna be open this year. So if work with Ashley has been on your vision board, now is the time to mark your calendar. I'm sharing everything, so go ahead and sign up now at systemsoverstress.co slash live or by clicking the link in the show notes. My co-coach is a Crystals coach who became an Airtable super mm. fan. Which is yeah. just like, I love yeah. all of that. And it is so true. Like if you are in this space, whether you like it or not, tech exists, systems exist. So why yeah. not develop the vocabulary to make your life easier? And I think you touched on a great thing, which I'm so deep in the tech world and so deep in the system world that I often forget what people know and don't know when it comes to the vocabulary. People don't even know what to ask. When yeah. I see someone auto manually sending hundreds of emails to their clients, like I'm like, you can automate that in Airtable in two seconds. And they're like, what do you mean? I did not even know it was possible. I didn't even know you could do something like that. And yeah. so just being in spaces where it's like, hey, here's the possibilities because I didn't I don't teach in systems over stress how to make a Airtable database that you can sell in your office. Like I are all of these like amazing or right. sending it to ChatGPT or sending it to Upwork. I don't teach those things, but just because you now have like that portal of possibility, you're able to like really go down the rabbit hole in a really cool way. Yeah. I think that's also like that continuous learning piece is important for us as entrepreneurs as well. There's power in continuing to learn. I think there's kind of an over-delegation epidemic happening in our industry, people are like, eh, I don't want to learn about it. And so they just like hire it out. I want you to own the knowledge. I would just say, be cautious of that over delegation piece. Like you want to know how the sausage is made. You want to know how things work. And then you can make an informed decision on whether you're going to do it or if you're going to develop a system so that you can delegate it. And I just feel like I'm building capacity. I'm building a business. I'm building a skyscraper, just foundations and systems that I'm going to need yeah. as I grow. I think about there's like a meme about ChatGPT. It's like, don't worry, like designers, like you'll be okay because clients still have to know what to ask for. <laughs> like they don't know, they don't know what to ask for with ChatGPT or some of these things. And I think that's so true with systems and the best. Nick, Nick is a, a special case in that he went as a CEO, he went into systems over stress and set it up. You set it up all yourself mm -hmm. pretty much. Yep. Yep. I Which I always, and I always do that. I always do that. Right. Like if it, yeah. If, if I'm going to invest in a program, I want to be the one in the program. And that's why I don't invest in that many programs mm -hmm. uh, because I want to own the knowledge and I want to document it very clearly. So, yeah. And I appreciate that. And I think anyone, if there's CEOs, CEOs who are listening, the bare minimum is you have to be sold on the program before you delegate it. You have to be sure, like, yes, I want the way that Ashley 
does Airtable from Systems Over Stress, and then you can pass it off to a team member. But it's really hard. Like you got to do your own research in that capacity. Then you can then you can delegate it out for people who are have a who people who are delegating. But I do think it's really important. Don't delegate the decision making process of that. You've got to own that. And then for this the tech, the setup, the implementation. That's a little, little more okay to delegate, but I do agree that you gotta, you gotta own, own the decision making and the research process. When you mentioned the building the skyscraper of it all, and I think that's what when you're building these systems, you're building the skyscraper, and ultimately that's what group programs are meant to be. Like we like group programs because they're scalable, because they can have 3,500 people in there. You can't have 3,500 one-on-one clients. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> it's not anybody's yeah. goal. And the only way that the skyscraper is sustainable is with those systems, with those processes. So it's like less of like a Jenga tower of like if one VA goes, then like the whole thing is going to crumble. That's like that's the power of having these really strong systems foundations, which I think you're you're executing so well. Yeah, I think, too, another thing that changed in my business is that I've mostly moved out of like working with people synchronously. Mm. So something I loved about systems over stress was the support ticket system where I didn't actually have to be able to make Wednesdays at 11 a.m. or whenever the office hours time is in order to get help. Like I can asynchronously go in and watch the three lessons I need to watch and then try to implement it. And then when I get stuck, open up a ticket. I think I've created kind of a gap in my value ladder where I've got like Camp Wordsmith is really automated. Like it's really well designed. The content is good, Ashley. You know, it's designed to help you be off on your way and give you all the information you need and very action oriented. And then in terms of getting help, like the next option up from that is done for you. Yeah. And my done for you is capped. So I think that having the confidence to step into that and to decide that my value ladder doesn't need to look like other people's value ladder, but like based on me having a nine to five, it needs to look like this and leaning into what are my strengths and also what are my systems that are going to allow me to sell something that is at a four-figure price point and does not involve any interaction with me. I'm curious too, because you could, I'm like, oh, you could make like a copy review thing to put in camp words, but like, it's like, you know how the systems are there, but it's like, do you want to? And is that going to be something like you get to decide, like, I could make this, I could put more things in this program. Does that align with the pricing? Does it align with the time I want to put into it? Like, there's just so I I like that you're like, yep, this is what this is what the, what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think also just really drilling into the promise, getting very clear on the promise, getting extremely granular on how that promise gets delivered, yeah. and then from a sales perspective, just externally, it's okay. Well, what is having that promise fulfilled? worth to you. I use my own systems extensively, as do you. I think that's one of the things I love about systems over stress, right? Is like you are using the systems that you advocate and that you teach us yeah. about. I have to use my own publishing systems, my own swipe file, because I'm stopping and starting all the time, right? I'm putting out a fire here and then I'm putting out a fire there. I'm not doing this Walden bullshit where it's like, ooh, I'm going to go sit by the lake and run. Like, it's just like, no one has time for that. Or to do all this productivity crap where people's like, my perfect four-hour morning. And it's like, right. okay, you don't have kids. So it's like, I need something that's very stop and start and that where I can just hop back in and truly in less than 30 seconds, I can pick back up and start writing productively right where I left off. I know what I was working on, where I was with it, 
what column it's in on my Kanban board, all that stuff. One of my friends, Kirsten, her advice is like make curriculum your head coach. And I think if, if you make your curriculum your head coach, you don't need the extra bells and whistles of like the, and <laughs> I will out myself. We have a support ticketing system that is incredible. We built it in Airtable. It's, we get a lot of questions in there because our curriculum needs to be like revisited and reworked. It's a nice kind of stopgap, I guess, or like this, a way for us mm. to say, okay, the curriculum isn't as strong as it could be to get our clients the results that we want. Let's add in a support ticketing system. And then we hopefully will kind of tip the scales of like, people won't need to use the support as much because the curriculum will be so strong. And instead of feeling bad about my program or myself for that, it's like, thank God we have these resources to get our clients results while we're working on further improving other things. And I think it's your curriculum is so strong that like you get to, you get to see that and like, like that's the goal. Yeah. And I don't think bloat is bad. I feel like it's like it, maybe there's content in there that's first draft or second mm -hmm. draft. Right. And it's great that you got it out there and it's great that you birthed it. I have some of those lessons are definitely second draft lessons, right. Where they yeah. could, they could be brushed up a bit more. They could just be a tighter or more focused or have a one pager accompany it that makes it easier to understand or whatever. But I, I think that if that is like a shiny object or as part of the offer and that that's the component that really appeals to them, I'm still a features and benefits person. I'm still a, I still use a video sales letter, right? I'm such an old school copywriter. I'm such an Ogilvy snob about all of it that people like the extra things. If someone's really interested in content writing, they see how I write articles, they want to do what I do, then there is an article writing course in there. Is it part of that main core curriculum? No, like because that's not directly connected to the core promise that you're signing up for. But if that's the thing that bumps people up into whether they're going to purchase or not purchase, then yeah, I'm going to offer that. And I think it's, I just think it's a, it's a journey. Also the trademarking process really helped with that because my trademark, like people literally got married and got divorced in the amount of time it took me to get this fucking trademark. It took me about 18 months to land the trademark on it, which is long. I think and, we um, did not have a pandemic when I, my trademarks were out. So. Yeah. 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 It's so long, but what that did is like, okay, I'm, I'm going in on this, like I'm going to own it. And that did, for me, that created something where it's like, you can't leave. You can't leave this brand, right? Like, okay, you're in the dip and you're sick of this and you're sick of building and you're sick of having shitty launches and it's still not trademarked, right? So it's, so I'm just sticking with it. There was something about that, that from a reinvention perspective and a revision perspective of my IP rather than like, oh, I'm going to go create this offer now, or I'm going to go, I'm going to do like a light rebrand or a rename uh, because it's new. That became like largely not available because I was too deep into this trademark. And so I think that also has helped me look at my curriculum. I want a seventh grader to go into Camp Wordsmith and be able to execute everything, right? Like that's, I, I very much want that. And in media, that's what we focus on very much, right? It's very, it's very, it's called service journalism, right? You want to help your reader make a decision. That's called service journalism. I think just applying that mentality to my curriculum rather than something else that's like around brand or something else like that is big. My word of the year is refinement when it comes to the systems over stress in my group program, just in general, like how do you make it better? And I think 
the ones that like the, those of us who are staying in the game and winning are refining things instead of burning down building, burning down building this curriculum. Every time I've like just refined it a little bit more, a little bit more. And I don't know if I'll ever be done because you get new people who are in the program and they ask different questions and it helps you help the seventh grader <laughs> style. Yeah. When I, when I was first looking at the program, I was like trying to rework the messaging. I'm like, well, who is it for? And I'm like, it's not for beginners. And I was like, well, what if it was for beginners? Like, how can I be better at teaching this to make it also for beginners? And so there's there's some decisions and refinement there, but I think it's really fun to just commit to making one offer work, even if it's like not as shiny to to keep refining it. Camp Wordsmith is already, I feel like, taking over the world, but we'll just continue to do so. We touched on it a little bit, but I am curious, as it's my own podcast, I am going to ask you this. What have been some of your big, like the systems shifts you've had in terms of like how you think about systems or the biggest like shifts you've had in your business since working together? I think one is being able to see feedback and real-time data quickly. So in the program, we set up the sales hub first and I had seven years of sales data. And just to be able to look at seven years of sales data from a high level view and to kind of go down and went down memory lane for a bit in terms of like, oh, this was when I was in my retainer phase and oh, this is when the pandemic happened <laughs> and to just kind of look at that again. But I think being able to see all the data from a very high level view is really clear. So that's number one. Number two is creating a database in which I can get to the page that I need to be on in two to three clicks tops. So every newsletter I've written for the last seven years is in there. And I can click on the web link and I can look at what I wrote in that newsletter in five seconds. If I need to edit a post, right? Every single blog URL is in there. Every single CMS URL is in there. So I can, if I need to edit something, I can go in and I can click and I can get that edited in not even a minute, in seconds. And so, and that has a real bitch to set up at first, right? Because you have that centralizing process. But once it's done, it, I'm just like, like I am thinking, I said it earlier, I'm thinking in a much more executive way, even though I'm a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. And so that's really empowering. I think that's the biggest shift that's happened. And then I think also, particularly with the launch hub that we developed, my launch emails and sales pages and other things like that, looking at those, looking at those as like assets. And that's like, okay, we're going to take the assets. We're going to take the inventory and we're going to put it here for July rather than, oh God, like it cart closes in three days. I, I have no emails in the queue. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight, which I know I'm not the only person who's done that. But to, again, I think it just goes back to like, if you're going to be building that skyscraper, you got to be building assets. You got to be building inventory and then in reusing it over time. So those were some of the biggest takeaways. Like if you're going to do this boss bitch, I'm a CEO thing, you have to cultivate executive mentality. And most of us don't need to think like an executive until we have multiple employees or even like layers of employees. But what becomes an issue there is you just become taskmaster and you lose that executive insight. And so I think data centralizing data has been a way for me to ascend back into that executive insight and make more intelligent decisions for my business. Yeah, that's so powerful. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, where can folks find you? Is there anything you want to promote? You can find me at mickwolney.com. 
N-I-C-K-W-O-L-N-Y.com. My website's banging as well because it's all I have. I don't have much. I mean, I dick around on social. I, some, if I, you'll know I have eaten an edible when I'm active on Instagram stories. So okay, I to- wasn't gonna bring it up, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Nick did the majority of this program on edibles. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, can I tell a quick story? Do we have a time cap? Well, yeah, we got okay. time. Okay, so a couple of years ago, so actually, so I. The event that we met at the most, I had gone to the one before that with Rachel Rogers. And I was like, I'm going to burn down my business. I'm going to create Camp Wordsmith. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. And then the week after that event, I was at the gym. I was doing a squat with a bar on my back with no weight on it, mind you. No, No plates, no plates. Warming up and something slid in my back. And nothing came up from, I worked with provider after provider after provider, but I was in so much pain. I took eight ibuprofen a day, every day for about four months straight. It impacted my relationship. It impacted my ability to hustle and do anything. Like I was, anyone who has chronic pain knows it just, it does such a number on you. Like I just, I lost my light. Absolutely. It took months and months to rehab from that. And the only thing that would make me feel better, I mean, I was consuming edibles anyway, because I live in California, but I, that was just like, oh, I almost getting a little emotional sharing it. It was like the only 30 minutes of the day when I would not be mm-hmm. in intense pain. Like I would be making coffee in the morning, just like crying, like doubled over in pain. And so and it was just like, life is short. And and also like my tolerance went up and I got into micro dosing and stuff like that too. I can't do that now that I have a corporate job. And since we are literally recording this right now, but, but in, at that time, and it was all, usually at the end of the day that we would have the, the call. And so I'd be like, yeah, I'm like a popped five and I'm here. And then after this, I'm going to go and just like do, 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 do centralize, centralize. And I was just having the best time. So I have a really positive association with our table because I was usually blitzed while I was centralizing my data. <laughs> I'm, I'm open to this as a strategy, y'all. If you hate, if you hate, did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's approach. So again, nickwonly.com. I'm only on Instagram really for social and I don't post much. I, I mostly post, post, post for work, just like media hits and stuff like that for my day job. But if you see me suddenly really active on stories in the evenings, it's because I have eaten like a chocolate or something or a brownie. And then the Camp Wordsmith All Access Pass opens throughout the year. There's information about that on my website. It is the best content marketing strategy program in the world. If you if you enjoy this vibe and you want like a quiet, focused place where you can really work on those big rocks from a marketing perspective and do it in a in a quarterly cadence, and you like the idea of that, then this is the program for you. And I invite you to check it out. Awesome! Thanks so much. What a what a great. What a great thing to end on. <laughs> Keep it alight. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Thanks for being here and we'll see y'all on the next one. If you are committed to getting your clients results and creating the go-to coaching program in your industry, we want you to join us. Click that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube to see all the systems, strategies, and behind the scenes stories of what it takes to create the most impactful coaching program you can. Hi there, I'm doing a free live masterclass on October 19th. 
called the three simple Airtable systems you need to 3X your group offer sales and triple your testimonials. You can sign up for free at systemsoverstress.co slash live or by clicking the link in the show notes. In this free masterclass, I am so excited. We're gonna be covering exactly what you need to set up inside of Airtable before your next launch so you're prepared for that inevitable client influx that isn't gonna sacrifice your student experience or burn your team out. We're also gonna share how Airtable can help you and your team do your jobs faster and more efficiently by creating one-click workflows, student progress dashboards that eliminate any manual data entry task and more. So there's no need to increase your admin hours as your program grows. We're also gonna be covering the automations you need to not only streamline the operations of your group program, but to improve your overall student experience, get your clients better results faster, increase your student renewal rate, make your marketing easier than ever, and so much more. And you know what this means? At the end of the masterclass, you'll be invited to join Systems Over Stress, my group program that helps you automate the onboarding, offboarding, and re-sign process of your signature group program in under 30 days. This is the only time the doors to the group program are gonna be open this year. So if work with Ashley has been on your vision board, now is the time to mark your calendar. I'm sharing everything, so go ahead and sign up now at systemsoverstress.co slash live or by clicking the link in the show notes.